Wakey wakey Upper East Siders, Gossip Girls here, your one and only source into the scandalous life of Aeoli Boy. Secret will never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Hey everyone, I'm S. And I'm C. And we're Gossip Girls. And we are reviewing episode 10 in season 2, which is Bonfire of the Vanity. Yeah, which is a parody off of the book, 1986 book, um, Bonfire of the Vanities, which is a Tom Wolfe book. It's like apparently the quintessential book of the 80s. It's about white men because, of course. I've never heard of it Um, on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I read it. It's not bad. It's just, I don't know. It's like one of those books where like, okay, it's about, it's like three, it's, it was in Rolling Stone as kind of like a short story and it was, um, it was in Sperling's I think, for like 26, 27 weeks in a row, like parts of the story. And then it was released as a book. Oh, and it's like a- Sex in the City. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Oh, really? Yeah. That, like, I think oh, her, yeah, yeah. Her, her, gossip, her, like, yeah, her, her column. Candace, Candace Bushnell's actual right. column was released as a book. And then a uh, show was based on it. Yeah. And then in, well, the, and then in the show, her yeah, her stories yeah. got into a book. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So essentially, that's what happened. Um, and um, it's about three men. One is a attorney, Jewish attorney. One is a British expat journalist. And one is a... Oh, one's a waspy stockbroker. I'm already sleeping. I know. And it's like the lives of these three men and how they're like milling through New York. And it's, it has moments. It has like, I don't know, like there's like, I don't know, there's elements in that are found in like Wall Street, the movie and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, eh, it's whatever. It's kind of what the whole like me generation kind of vibe was kind of like catalyst for that. Okay. So, yeah, 80s, whatever. So, uh, Bonfire of the Vanity, <laughs> Netflix description. Thank you for cutting me off. <laughs> it was so boring. I'm sorry. No, please. It was. I, I felt bored. I was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> you looked like you were about to fall asleep. It was amazing. Uh, All right. So, the Netflix description of this show is Dan tries to get close to Bart Bass to possibly write an expose, but things get heated when Chuck finds out. That does happen. That's like one storyline, and like, and the we- yeah. and the weakest storyline of all. I know. I forgot like that- about that storyline. Yeah, because we have three storylines this episode, which is gonna make it difficult to try to recap. But it's not. It's fine. We're gonna make it work. We're gonna do we'll it. We'll do it. We're gonna make it work. Well, Tim Gunn it. Yeah. Does Tim Gunn ever guest star on the show? I feel like he, he does. Okay, he does. It's just it's kind of a spoiler, but it happens in a couple of seasons from now. Okay. It's fine, but we'll get Tim Gunn. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah, we'll get Sorry, Tim Gunn. It's fine. Tim Gunn, ugh, he's so great. Let's talk about Tim Gunn. Okay, he's I love so, all the things he writes, and he seems so pro women. He's oh, and 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 like pro like full figured women. Yeah, that's that's what I. He wrote an article last month, I think, about like yeah. how designers don't design for actual women. And I was yeah. like, this is amazing. Thank how, you, like, Tim Gunn. Yeah, exactly. Like how sixty seven percent of women um in the in the country are not being represented. Like fuck to the yes. Right. We are not. As a woman of color and also a woman of size, uh I'm not being represented. That's so, right. Fuck you guys who don't represent me. Anyway. Yeah. Um yeah. So Tim Gunn's the shit. 
Anyway, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to channel him, and we're gonna get it done. We're gonna make it work. We're gonna make it work. Oh my god, what if you guessed it on the show? If oh anyone knows Tim Gunn, tell him we want him to be on the show specifically about the episode that he was on. Yes, I would. And we love have time, that. and you need to need to get it done for it's us. It's Please season, make it work. I would even us. spoil it. It's season four, so we got like a, we got like a, we got some months. Yeah. to like make this work. Make it work. God, it would be amazing. Okay, when you go to LA. Find him. I don't know where he lives. He probably lives in New York. Actually, he's, he's a New York guy. Yeah. Never Heart, mind. True and true. That's fine. I'll come to New York. Maybe for him. he'll be visiting. I can't do shy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, man. So yeah. Anyway, person who's not on this episode, Tim Gunn. We won't talk about him anymore. Unfortunately, we'll make it work though. We'll make it work. So yeah, there's a lot of other uh, scenarios in this um, storylines rather in this episode. The main one, though, I guess there's like there's, four. There's a bunch. There's so, a bunch of little things, but I guess just to kind of leave you where we where we last left off, Jenny, she was away, walking with away, all her little suitcases, mm-hmm. and so you find out where she ends up. So she's moved into Agnes's house, which is a mistake. Yeah, and like Rufus met with Agnes's mom and is like sort of okayed this, but you can see in his eyes that he knows that's wrong and he wants her back home and also he wants to be on tour with a stupid band or something. Yeah, and like he compares Agnes's mother and she's like a little more Courtney Love for my liking. Like, shut up! You were on tour with a dumb band when you were forty-five. Shut yeah, up. exactly. You will be you will be lucky to even breathe the same air as Courtney Love. That's so right. fuck off. Yeah. Okay, so this is tr- this is kind of a side story, but it's about my sister, and it's very very funny. Okay. So she was in college, and um, in class, we're talking about Kurt Cobain, and my sister raised her hand. She's like, "Oh, is that Courtney Love's husband?" And <laughs> and like. <laughs> And I love that. I hope she did that on purpose. She did not. She was earnest as fuck. Oh, and amazing. her professor was like profoundly disturbed. He was just oh, like, oh my God. He couldn't speak. He was like, I don't even know what to say to that. You know what? It's fine. I, I, I think we should label all men by their romantic absolutely. relationships. Just like we are. That's so right. Fuck off. Yeah. He's so. definitely Courtney Love's husband, first and foremost. Absolutely. So just like in that moment, I was so proud of my sister because she like texted me after class. She was like, okay, so I have this moment in school. But yeah, it was a really funny moment for her. She, bless my sister, she's the best. So anyway, um, so Agnes's mother, she's a little Courtney Love, but she is um, allowing Jenny to stay with them mm-hmm. for some reason. And what? Why was she kicked out again? Oh yeah, because she left the thing and didn't tell. She didn't get kicked out. She just left. She showed up. Was like deuces. You won't live, let me live oh, my life. Right. And she just like she left abruptly in the middle in the middle, like really early in the morning. And Rufus actually didn't have any idea until like. Dan she actually him. left because he went to her. Yeah, Dan was like, you should go to her room and see yeah. all the stuff. And like, he was just saying there, empty hangers, so many empty hangers. Yeah. And also like, I, I didn't bring this up last episode, but like, it's mildly fucked up that like Dan knew about this the entire time we were having breakfast that like Jenny had left. And then kind of casually like, look at her room, bro. Not Jenny left immediately. Yeah. Oh, like, let's just eat breakfast together. Right. Let's not talk about the fact that like your sister's missing. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Dan? Damn, Humphrey. Yeah. So like. Damn, Humphrey. Yeah. So like, that's a thing that we should like, you know, visit for yeah. a minute. But whatever. Um, Dan I think being he's Dan. Also, he's also kind of like on Jenny's side. Yeah. As you remember from the um, the fashion show, he's like, oh my God, she's the only one in this family that has any sort of courage. But I feel like his like support of her is more like supporting of his ambitions too yeah yeah exactly so like it's not really he's supporting jenny supporting his own ambitions and just because jenny seems to like be you know be more you know advantageous about like her pursuits uh-huh. i feel like for him it's like well you know she can do it i can do it too i'm so just not gonna tell rufus because i'm a dick face right so it doesn't feel like 
it doesn't feel like actually you know true and pure of heart it just feels like it's kind of like one of those like moments where he's kind of just being supportive because it it's, also feels like maybe he just forgot about her because he's so narcissistic well yeah but that's what it but it's it's all narcissism because like he's supporting her because it's kind of you know supporting himself yeah, in a yeah, way yeah. like his he, it's giving him, it's giving him an excuse to do the things that he wants to do because his sister is doing it so like yeah. he feigns kind of some kind of like you know supportive role i don't know it's some bullshit so moving on from that like yeah. using or using that to segue into the next thing we find out that dan and rufus also finds out that dan is using chuck to get into yale by writing a story about him as you know we we saw in the last few episodes he'd been writing that story about quote unquote charlie trout <laughs> classic charlie trout oh my god and he's like that, that story yeah he's like i can't write the story but then he finds out he sucks at writing so he has to write the story right and rufus is also so, very so, disappointed in him yeah but it's like a last last ditch effort to like you know say look well maybe if i can like write you know shitty about you know this guy a that rich I, white dude yeah which is like okay we all can write shitty about what white dude like yeah. you're really not you know pulling you know thing out of the ether like it's it's not. It's not cute. It's not interesting. It's not unique. You're not writing like you know Ulysses or something like that. Yeah. Like you're you're writing anybody. You're not original. Fucking... You're not the only one. You're not sexual. Yeah, like you're not. <laughs> you're not James Joyce. Okay, like calm it down. So he meets up with Shapiro, his um his ex mentors. I don't know. There's like three white dudes that he's in contact with. I have no idea who any of them are. One of them's like a mentor. Another one's another mentor. Another one's fucking writer i don't know yeah well like i feel like well the one okay initially there was the guy from dartmouth that you met him once he wrote a, the petting zoo which is actually written by him and um, oh, oh my god and then you have this guy that he worked for over the summer that he was supposed to write a story for for as his assignment for the for the internship he never wrote and so he never heard from again and then there's this third guy shapiro who's kind of like one of like the um you know the you know, the one guy always like runs around with the beaten it guys, but actually never really, you know, you don't hear about him. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, he he knew Allen Ginsberg and he also knew like, you know, so William, a, William H. Burroughs. But, like, he's he, a coattail writer. Oh, totally. But like he's, he was part of the game, but like he's the one that like, you know, brought them sandwiches. Like he's not the guy <laughs> that like, you know, people wrote about. He apparently wrote books too. And also like, you know, won a Pulitzer, but like, you know, he's just another, you know, guy apparently. So, and that's Shapiro. He's the one that's like the most prominent in Dan life yeah. as of late so he's the one that he revisits with this story and um dan's like yeah i'm with shapiro blah blah blah. go over the story with him and rufus is like you know this is not a good idea you're you know selling your soul like for some bullshit like it probably probably not a good enough story to like sell your soul over like things like that he's like yeah. remember have a content son remember there's other people who are like you know you know, humans humans who are you know you're exploiting for your own personal gain just because they're rich doesn't mean you can exploit them yeah so like, fuck yourself yeah so damn being damn so blair yeah blair is going to be turning 18 soon finally i know i thought she'd been 18 this entire time but i clearly don't know the timeline of the show the thing is is like they all are so fucking young but they all look like they're 30 well well, some yeah. of them, some of them are closer to thirty than they, yeah, than they actually should be. So, like, to be playing high schoolers. So, yeah, like, so it's she, yeah. She's so she's turning eighteen. She's having a planning meeting with her minions and Serena, and 
she we find out that her mother has a new boyfriend named Cyrus. Yes, and so like they're kind of like you know imagining what Cyrus is like, and you know of course Blair she's very optimistic, and she's like he looks like I'm sure he's like Clark and Clark Gable or you know some like some very attractive man, like right. traditionally attractive man or Cary Grant, very like you know my mother has very high standards, very refined, just. Any any person who was like opposite Audrey Hepburn, yeah, basically kind of like her dad, her mm-hmm. you know the one that ended up divorcing because he was gay, right? So um, her gay dad, her gay dad, that's right. <laughs> that sounds really insulting. Actually, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds insulting. It's extremely true. Right. Her dad is gay. Yeah, it's um, facts. Yeah. So while this is happening, you know, Serena's like constantly on her phone checking her text messages because Aaron, her. I don't know, her lover, suitor, whatever he is. Um, she keeps getting maps from him and she keeps following them for some stupid reason because she's a golden child and nothing bad ever happens to her. Yeah. Cause she like keeps seeing beautiful places. Yeah. It's like one of those things like you don't no. go to a place where, where this is a location. Like it's one I of those know. kind of like, you know, you just don't know. You don't know. It's weird. She's very, not, I wouldn't say gullible, just like, she is trusting and yeah, she very also trusting. doesn't have like a, like, she doesn't necessarily like meet someone and immediately like thinks they might be out to get her. Yeah. She doesn't have much suspicion. Yeah. She's not suspicious. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, unlike Blair, who's like suspicious of everyone. Yeah. Which is why she, because Blair is out to get everyone. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I relate to Blair so much. Yeah. Um, because I also am sus about everyone. Sus. Sus. I love sus. I learned that last episode, I think, and it was yes, amazing. It was great. Um Thank you for teaching me. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. Sus. So you find out that Cyrus is a divorce lawyer, that he is the one that divorced her and Harold. You know, I, I feel like Eleanor might have a type. Yeah. Lawyer. Yeah, but like lawyers got a bank, okay? I understand. Like they Yeah, but she also has bank. Yeah. She's a designer and designers make money, right? I don't actually know. Probably so, some if they're successful. Yeah, Eleanor is pretty successful. Yeah, she's pretty successful. But like, I mean, she's all still like you know dealing with like buyers and shit like that. So like, she's not like buyers are not like you know chasing her. She's still trying to chase buyers. So like, yeah, she's of the whole Jenny thing, right? So like, she I mean she does have like an atelier in Paris. So she's not she's not like True. You know, so she's not like you know scraping by any means. But like she's she has a reputation, but she's not like you know Mark Jacobs. Yeah, she's not like you know Prada or like Gucci. She's She's a nice, she's like, I don't know how to, they're like. She's like Lauren Conrad for Kohl's. No, no. she's a little bit higher end. She's like, she? I was in like Tori Birch, maybe. Okay. I like, can see that. Like, you know, like Midline. Yeah. yeah. Like she, um, like she has a following people like buy her things, but like, you know. She's a little bit yesteryear. Yeah. So Tori Birch. Yeah. I think that's probably a good. Yeah. So good speaking one. of fashion, we get to go to Jenny's storyline. Jenny. So Jenny is, you know, in cahoots with Agnes now, as we know, having the weird with Jay Humphrey designs from the last episode is how they were branded um, at the fashion show. And so they're meeting with some dude, some white dude. Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Of course his name is. Mr. Smith. So boring. Remember that from, uh, well, it's, it was Mr. F in uh, Arrested Development, but I, I don't it. remember. Uh, okay, it's fine. I might cut that out. That was Hot terrible. ham water. Okay. <laughs> Mr. F. Um, so yeah, Mr. Smith, he meets with Jenny and Agnes and he's a potential um, investor. Yeah. And they're, they're having like issues in that meeting, like in the meeting with him, they're like, 
they don't really have a business plan or anything about them thought up. Like they don't really know which one's in charge. And that's kind of causing some. Like, they don't even have the the name. You girls have been getting a lot of press. You got talent. Who's the designer? It's me, and I'm the face of the line and the brains behind the operation. Who do you imagine your client will be? Girls like us. Sophisticated girls with a bit of edge. You can afford high-end product, and I know these girls and their style because I'm their peer. So that's what makes me unique as a designer. What's the name of the label? Vixen Dresses Inc. We haven't fully decided yet. Clearly. But uh, it really doesn't matter because we're just here to take the work to the next level. Definitely, which means finding a clear vision for the brand. Which, since fashion's a designer-based industry and I'm a designer, that brand would be me. Well, the brand is the concept which we both came up with. Agnes, can we just talk about this later when we're alone, please? No, we're going to talk about this now. I mean, if Mr. Smith here wants to represent us, then he should know who he's dealing with. Except Mr. Smith might get the wrong idea about our professionalism. Well, then cut the crap and start acting professional instead of putting on the Jenny ship. Me? Agnes, look at who's acting out yet again in another business meeting. You want to see acting out. Yeah, because like, so this is something that they were talking about. They're talking about like, it's called, you know, J. Humphrey Designs and like, Agnes, Agnes wants to like, call it, no. Yeah, Agnes wants to call it Vixen Dresses. Yeah, and so like in the last episode during the fashion show, it was called J. Humphrey Designs and I was like, you need to keep a brand strong. Like, y'all know nothing about business. But also, she's 14, so who really even knows? Yeah, they're like, 15, 16 years old. They have no business being in yeah. these meetings. So they're by having themselves. like this argument in the meeting with this potential investor, which is like really stupid. Yeah. And, you know, you know, cut to scene, Agnes and Jenny are like, you know, marching down the street. And, it, you know, it's clear that they got thrown out of the meeting because yeah. Agnes threw a fit. And Jenny's like, you know, our heat from the fashion show is like, it's not going to last forever. We got to like, you know, jump on this when we have a chance. And you like freaking out during meetings. It's not going to help for that. Nope. Not at all. So just maybe in the future when you have when you have your one and only chance to make a business for yourself, Jenny, 14-year-old Jenny, as we discovered in the last episode when she said, I only have one chance. In case you didn't listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still mad about that. No, it is. It's, 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 it's... You don't have one and only chance when you're 14, okay? Yeah, I mean, it's, hyper, it's hyperbolic, obviously. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 drama, it's drama, but like she... She's high strung, as you know, and she's very anxious about it because, like, she's giving up a lot. She has left her family. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have school. Now, granted, these are all things that she's self inflicted yeah. on she herself. She also doesn't have her job at the atelier anymore. Yeah, she quit that. She left school and she left her home. All for this, you know, this dream that she's trying to chase at such a young age. And she's very talented, quote unquote, talented. (laughs) She's labeled as talented on the show. Right. And, you know, it's one of those situations where, like, you know, she's burning all her bridges, essentially, to make this one thing work. And, And I feel like for her, it's like, this is all I've got. I've burned every other bridge that I have has been given to me including my family so i can like pursue this thing can you really burn a bridge with your family like you can but can you really no and i mean but like, well, like sometimes you can but yeah but i mean like again she's 15 years old yeah. so like everything is you know magnified yeah and she's you know just she's concerned about like what her what all this is for and so for you know i think the lesson here and i think this is a relationship and something I had to learn too is that you do not put your f- faith in your life in other people's hands outside oh of your God. family. Relationships. Yeah, just don't do it. You know, don't don't expect people to 
be there for you in the way that you need outside of your mom and dad if you have them or family members or like or people, people that you can actually trust people that you can actually trust i mean even, hey even that is that because the similar thing happened to me or not me not similar thing but like a situation happened to me where like i was depending on someone to come through for me and like dealt with like moving across state lines and that fell through while i was across state lines and it was very scary and nerve-wracking and it's because i put so much trust in other people so you know always have a plan b and also just you know just you know well, just don't burn your bridges don't burn your bridges but like also just always always have something always be able to take care of yourself in conclusion never trust anyone never trust anybody yeah <laughs> relationships yeah sorry that went a little longer than i thought but it's all i have to say is that like i and it's a lesson that jenny learns in this episode especially with agnes who she's known for like a week yeah exactly i mean like the thing that happened to me i've known this person for like seven years so yeah. like jenny's so, known agnes since like three days ago when she met her at the fashion show for right so that's even more of a like a reason of like you know yeah but like when you're doing this i guess when you're 16 and your entire family's like you shouldn't do this then that's the point where you're going to be i'm going to go with anyone who says i should do this because they agree with me yeah and you're already and she's already like you know prone because she's like a rebellious spirit anyway and she's like a and she's also a teenager so hormones so you've got like all these like things and and that's not being like a a like that's not like a sexist thing like boys and girls have crazy hormones during these times so no one said you were being sexist i'm just i'm just saying that just to say it (laughs) just to be out there like oh because she's a girl no nope no, because she's, she's 14. She's 14, 16. Yeah, she's yeah. 15 and has hormones. They're all fucking assholes at 15 years old. being a teen again. God, no. Sounds terrible. Oh, God. So emotional. I am doing a story. I'm writing a story for a storytelling event for next week. And, oh, my God. I'm just, like, I'm revisiting my time as a 16-year-old chair. And oh it's just, like, my God. what the fuck? First off, take a chill pill. Also, like. First of all, how dare you? Yeah, number one, how dare you? Exactly. Um, but also just, like girl it's gonna be okay so like yeah i get i under like i i wasn't jenny but i i was a very high strung yeah kid it, like when you're that age it feels like everything is the end of the world yeah so um but yeah so jenny is freaking out she's trying to figure out like you know what's gonna happen next you know we only have so little time before you know i have to like create another stunt to like make this work so yeah so um back to blair's house i guess um, so we find we finally get to meet the famed Cyrus, who Blair says is an attractive, brilliant man. And then we find out it's that dude from oh, the Princess Bride. Eleanor, you look like a goddess. Oh, that must be his driver. Oh. Mm. Not enough. Darling, <laughs> mm. mm. come meet Cyrus Rose. The lovely Blair. Come here. Not enough. <laughs> or, or Mr. Hall from Clueless. Yes, Mr. Hall. Which I, I think for our maybe our listeners, because I've never seen Princess Bride. You haven't. I, it's it's we one of my. Watch it. We totally should. It's one of the, it's one of those blind spots in cinema that like I. I see it on TV, but it's like always like in the middle of it or like oh, at the end. It's on Netflix, dude. Okay. Okay. I know. Anyways, there's a lot of there's a lot of Princess Bride references that are made by this character. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's why I don't get them. Okay. Well, it, it hasn't happened yet, but oh, I will okay. bring it up when it does. But okay. he 
he is, you know, Eleanor's new boyfriend and uh he has a catchphrase. <laughs> What's his catchphrase? Not enough. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, when he hugs when he hugs someone and they move away, he says, Not oh enough god. and makes him hug for another like five minutes. Yeah, or like, this is good, and everything is like it's not terrible. enough. It's, it's terrible. It's adorable, actually. I love it. <laughs> I love I love Cyrus so much and was very excited when I saw Inconceivable. him. Inconceivable. I love it. I am That's here for Cyrus. Oh. I know. See. I, I next don't. time you'll when you hear inconceivable is a princess bride joke and then there's another one that i think that's a spoiler never mind there, this is not a spoiler for this but um there um you had said something to me recently and i had to look up the reference what because someone said it at riot fest there was a music festival here in chicago that was at a couple of years ago a couple of weeks ago and it was like uh, good luck storming the castle or yeah, something that's for princess bride yeah and i know and you had sent something about oh. that to me and someone said that at riot fest and you were talking about that because you told me you told me that when I was going Riot Fest and went at Riot Fest Oh my too. god, it's so weird. Yeah, and I was just like, what is this reference that I'm missing? Is this some band that I didn't know about? Yeah, it's a band that Subi knows about that Cher doesn't know about. That's the other thing that I was like, wait a minute, it can't be a band because <laughs> Subi. So I was like, trying to look it up. <laughs> so I had to like look it up and I saw like, and I saw it was like a Princess Pride reference. I was like, oh, okay, that's a movie I haven't watched Amazing. yet. Amazing. But uh, yeah, so Princess Pride, Yeah, so Pride, he's guys. also Mr. Hall from Clueless. Yes. And he's also, oh my god, I forgot his name in princess bride but it's okay it's the guy who says inconceivable 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 he's short and adorable he's so cute he's he's not he's probably attractive in his own way brilliant probably in his own he's way he's precious he's like a little teddy he's bear he's like precious. you just, just want to like just like grab his cheeks I, know, I want him to guest on this show oh, i'm so i'm here for it yeah yes yeah, so if you know that guy that plays that all those characters whose names we can't remember yeah get him on the show indeed yeah so um so so blair is not impressed yeah she's like because like before this she was like freaking out she was like yelling at dorota about like china arrangements she was like we don't want him we use the good china we can't use this shit <laughs> yeah, people think we're like poppers my like, girl he's not gonna think that and then she like sees just like i don't give a shit anymore she's like t- lose total interest not enough not enough it's so fucking cute it's really cute and and also just like eleanor she's so delighted you've never seen her like smile as but much as she does she's like a good actress oh yeah i she's feel like she's a really good actress and she is like all up in the the cyrus rose she's like oh my god hi like she is here for it yeah cyrus. it's really cute cyrus rose oh yeah S- surprise <laughs> <laughs> so uh back to chuck chuck and his weird relationship with his dad so it is bart or it's bass industries 20th anniversary or some shit like that yeah happy 20th anniversary for bass industries surprised you remembered not only did i remember i got you something you once told me that you snuck into hockey games as a kid sat in the back row you bought a box for the season i thought you could revisit your childhood passion and style we can go to rangers games together hang out well nice gesture but uh misguided as usual I don't have time for hockey games. You know that. So yeah, so Chuck, he is trying to bond with his dad. And then Chuck is like, oh. Basically, but on the inside, he's uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's completely stoic on the outside. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer because like you know it's just you know he he's really trying. He looks so fucking chipper. He's like, hey dad, I got you this like congratulations for you know for twenty years of your yeah. empire, and he's like, 
And like he looks so unimpressed. He looks like he can't like I don't give a shit. He like, does not care about his son. He barely looked at the ticket. So it's like it's very so sad. It's very like cavalier. It's like I don't care. Whatever. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, son. I can't eat this or something like that. It's like really. I can't eat this. <laughs> what I, are these? This isn't food. This isn't. This is I what, expected a banana. Right. Like what the hell? I can't like use this uh, conserve energy with this <laughs> shit. What the fuck? I can't spend this at the store. Yeah, tickets. I can't <sighs> hire someone to spend this for me at the store. He doesn't go shopping. We know that. Yeah, he has people to do that for Paul him. Oh, Chuck. And so then Dan simultaneously is meeting with a New York magazine editor. With Shapiro. With Shapiro. And um, yeah, he's the, the editor. The New York of- magazine editor might be a person of color. I couldn't really tell. He is. Okay. He's a black man. Very excited about that. I was very excited. Like, ooh, a black person. I like said that out loud at home. Yeah, I wrote maybe a POC because he was kind of ambiguous. He was. He's a. He's a mix like me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they that dude's like, hey, I want to do an expose in Bart Bass for 20th anniversary of Bass Industries in that voice. Yeah. Because that's how New York Magazine editors talk. Yep. And Dan's like, no, I don't want to do that. So well, yeah. Sad. Well, like he's just like I'm not a reporter, you know. I yeah. write fiction. I don't write nonfiction, which is valid. Why would you want this guy to write an expose when this he's never... child? Yeah, he's like 16 years old. He's 17, but That's still the same age. Yeah. And <laughs> this guy's like, you dated the stepdaughter. You know the son. You, you should do it. Right. And. Yeah, and so like Dan's persuaded because Shapiro's like, "You should do it, kid." And Dan's easily persuaded. He he does anything that anyone. Yeah, he's like hell. He's like hell impressionable. Yeah, he's really impressionable. Like anyone who has a higher status than him, he will do what they say. Yeah, which just says a lot about his character in general. Dan, Dan Humphrey, lots of Dan. So. <laughs> yeah, and just like it's just Shapiro just trying to corrupt him further. I think because mm-hmm. like he, you know, like the problem with um, Shapiro before in past episodes is just kind of like how he's like constantly pushing him, and like how he is also like, he's kind of like lost his his moment in the sun. So he's like trying to like get his pro- quote unquote protege, which is Dan, to Ugh. like you know get in there, and that's why they butted heads before in the past. And now that Jan- Dan is like you know he has an in. He's an in, but he's also like, you know, stepping his toe into the dark side a little bit. My God. He's, just like Jenny. Just like Jenny. Um, he is um, trying to appease Shapiro in this way, and I guess he feels like he has to do this thing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Serena. Serena. She goes on another quest for Aaron. Another map that he's texting her. And what, what? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But how is he texting her? So, you know, in the map that we're setting before, you see beautiful places as you remember. And now the corner's line. What? How did you do that? I mean, it's amazing, but why? Well, yeah. I've shown you the most beautiful places I know, and now I'm showing the places you. Aaron says, I used to show you beautiful places. Now I'm showing beautiful places you. But guess where they are? Fucking Times Square. That's not a beautiful place. Yeah, I mean, it's prettier now. I mean, it used to be like nothing but porn stores and exported films back in the 70s. So, I mean, Ugh. it's 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 gone a long, it's come a long way from But it's still there. Time fucking Square. But it's still Times Square, which is like nothing but like, you know, terrible. Tourists. Yeah, tourists and billboards. They're yeah. just showing a bunch of ugh, Yeah, so stuff. he's like somehow gotten some sort of videographer to put her on the big screen in Times Square. And he wants her to pose for her like one of his French girls. Oh, God, I hate him so much. Just like one of my French girls? Yes, just like uh, one of my French girls. Just like one of my French fries. <laughs> I'll eat you dipped in 
gravy or whatever. What? <laughs> I don't know, like poutine. Oh. I was thinking of poutine. I don't know why. I was thinking I'm a Titanic. But. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. Draw exactly. me like one of your French fries. Yes. Eat me like one of your French. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, freedom fries. Draw me like one of your freedom fries. Okay. <laughs> Draw me like one of your freedom girls? Am I? Okay. Anyways, it's a really boring line. No one cares. This is the kind of courting that every girl wants. Seriously, right? Kind of. I don't know. I don't ever want to go to Times Square. I went there once and I don't even live in New York and I hate it. It's, I've, ugh. I worked in Times Square. Ew. I worked at a, um, I won't talk about where, it was a, it was an office job and I worked there and, yeah. It was at Gossip Girl. She Gossip. worked at Gossip Girl. Yeah, I did. I worked at Gossip Girl. It was, it was My a boss was Gossip Girl. Wiki Wiki employees. No, that wasn't. Wiki Wiki. But um, yeah, it was ugh, not great. It was not a fun time for me. I mean, I, the job was fine. Just the office. Yeah, even the office space was fine. It was just the fucking location. Was oh, just Times shit. Square seems terrible. It's not fun. I never have a good time there. Mm-mm. It's just like there's always a bunch of like people who are dicks. I know. Anyway. Um, and mostly everyone told me, am I going to a comedy show? No, I don't want to go to your fucking never comedy show. Never want to go to a comedy show. This uh, is in Chicago. I, yeah, like, I never want to come to any of your shows. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Blair's freaking out about Cyrus. Oh my God. That's exactly what I wrote down. She's freaked out about Cyrus. Serena, I called you like 10 times last night. Where have you been? I went to the dentist at lunch and yesterday I met Aaron in Times Square. It was the most romantic thing. Who cares about black or pretentious artists when your best friend's having a meltdown? He's totally unsuitable. Who is? Cyrus. He's five feet tall. He has a catchphrase and he's a hugger. I was expecting Cary Grant and I got Danny DeVito. And, uh... And so she's also berating Serena about dating Aaron at the same time about being freaked out about Cyrus. She's like, being the muse never works out. Which, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. One, is Blair ever wrong? Never. Never. She's she never was. been wrong. Except for her love for Chuck. Yeah. She's wrong there. She did. That's a that's a fatal blow to yep. uh, her, uh, her, uh, her tally as far as being right. Wrong. Everything else she's right about. Yeah, she's pretty spot on. But you know what? You don't, you don't choose who you fall in love with. Oh, God. <laughs> I tried, uh, I tried so hard. So do they. <laughs> so do they, like, forcing this relationship oh my God, on us. Sucks. It is not graceful. Um, Unlike what of, Serena tells um, Blair to be, is to be graceful in the in the eye of adversity with her new, um, her mom's new blow. Her, um, uh, mom's new blo- her mom's new blow. I mean, maybe. Probably. Probably. I mean, knowing them. I mean, he's pretty short. <laughs> Well, like, well, like he's like eyeline, boom, right there. Oh, hey, oh, hey, hey. Okay, yeah. So, who I don't even know what's going on the show anymore. Uh, blow friends are a thing. Yeah, they are. Relationships. Don't get yourself a boyfriend. Get, get yourself a blow, a blow friend. friend. Yes. <laughs> That's We're the qu- best relationship we've ever had. We're quoting that phrase right now. Yeah. Oh, blow is also a form of drug. Oh yeah, I don't know which kind. Coke. Coke. It's all coke. <laughs> it's all coke. I read. Um, I heard. I read this tweet. Someone wrote that it was like everyone who says that Donald Trump was on coke at the debates was wrong because people on uh, cocaine actually have solid plans for the future, <laughs> 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 or something like that. You should probably cut that out because I don't know who it was. That's fair. I will. I will call okay. that out. But yeah. Um, 
So yeah, so um, Serena, she's trying to you know calm calm Blair down. She is really upset about Cyrus, and she's like, "You have to be graceful." You know, this is you know your mom's new beau. She you know clearly cares about him, so you know she should be a little more graceful. But 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 she gets a text from Aaron, so she has to leave. Yeah, she's like, "All right, bye." It's so annoying. I hate this. Like she's constantly ditching Blair for Aaron. Yeah, well, that's. I feel like that's Serena's brand, though. Like she just she used to do that with his Dan. Yeah, but Dan is one of the main characters, and he doesn't suck quite as much as Aaron. This I hate fair. Aaron. This is fair. He's worse than Dan. He really is. He like we said before. Like he is Aaron. He is Dan without the neuro uh, with the neuroses. So like he with, like neurotic tendencies. Like yeah. Dan's super neurotic. And Aaron's kind of like, yeah, man, I don't care. I'm going to date everyone. And you know what? Maybe one of these days I'll choose one of you to be my girlfriend. But who knows? We're just dating. The only thing we I- can keep on dating. I keep on demonstrating my love. Aaron Rose wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> only thing I'm going to catch is chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, like, you know, he get himself a catch or something like, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was trying to make a pun on, like, a good catch a girlfriend, but, like, a catch a STD. I'm sorry. It was bad. I think you're making a Pokemon pun. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon Gossip Girl. Sure. That was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> it was a joke about Pokemon. Shifty Pokemon. eye, shifty <laughs> eye. <laughs> Pikachu. Pikachu. I don't, I don't know anything about Pokemon, so. Oh, really? Um, I know a couple. I know there's a character named Ash. I know there's a Pokemon named Pikachu, one named Charizard. One named Squirtle. Mine was Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff is real cute. So cute. Also, Squirtle. I love that. Squirtle is a weird name. I need to tell you about this ad that I saw, and this is unrelated to anything we're talking about. Okay. But it has to do with Squirtle. (laughs) So I live in Boys Town area in In Chicago. Chicago, And there's there's an ad outside of like a Best Western or something, and it was for a gay hookup site called squirt.org no yes i also just love it's dot org i know i was like why are you doing dot org they just, want the, they just want the information out there i know it's dot org it's an organization <laughs> that's it's, foul i think like dot anything else besides org dot org is what makes it like, oh totally but also squirt with all of the names you could have chosen for a hookup site out there like squirt.ninja Squirt.ninja. Yep. That's true. Okay. You should buy it, listeners, and see what happens. I dare Squirt.fm. you. Squirt.fm. <laughs> I dare you. Actually, uh, .fm is fucking expensive. I know. It's so expensive. It's like 80 bucks a year. That's so much money. It's so fucking much money. Can't afford that. Can't afford that. We we pour out here. We I can't, know. We, can't, we, we can barely afford a .com, and that's like $15 I know. for a year. <laughs> We pour on these streets. We're out here. So, um, but anyway. Back to the show. Yeah, back to the show. So, Gossip Girls. Gossip Girls. So, uh, but yeah, um, back to... Dan. Not even back to Dan. Back to Aaron being an asshole. Oh. He, you know, he pulled Serena away from Blair again. And we go to Dan. He's interviewing Bart about the his business and he he goes and he goes into the guise of like saying he wants to like shadow him because the whole writing thing isn't working out and like you know yeah and i just no (sighs) okay first of all bart why would you believe him he is not and like i okay so like i know this is not a fashion part yet but like we just like 
Can we just like, take a moment for like to like look at Dan and see like his fashion choice? Like his like this is his business outfit. He's wearing like plaid jeans, right? He has wearing plaid jeans, but he has a blazer over his plaid shirt. Oh, I forgot about the blazer. Look at you, you're so business. Well, he's a blazer now. He's had the blazer. He's had this blazer for like two episodes now. Where'd it come from? I don't know. Did someone buy it for him? I don't know, but like it's a blazer that's not his school blazer. Interesting. Very interesting development, and it's like mm. business, it's like Dan. I'm a I'm a man about town. I'm business, about business Dan. Business Dan, and he's like I write stories. I investigate. Business Dan. Business Dan. I'm a business dude. I don't have a girlfriend, so I have a lot of time to fill my. <laughs> so I have all this time to fill my time. Oh my god! I have so much. Time, I have so much free time now, so I have to like fill this space. Can I shout you, please, Mr. Bass? Please, this writing thing is not working out. Yeah. So, um, to fill his like his emptiness, then because he doesn't have Serena in his life anymore, Aww. he's deciding to write stories, <laughs> writing and reporting things about Bart Bass and Bass Industries. Yeah. So boring. Okay. Yeah, like I was not interested in the story, but like Me neither. the thing that. But this moment, though, after him, you know, talking to Bart, the moment that got me was like after they're having this like amicable discussion, you know, Bart, you know, he's like very impressed by Dan. He. Oh, my God. Oh, this is like the most heartbreaking thing. I know. So he. um, So he's like, yeah, I guess you can shadow me like twice a week for something. I don't know, like four hours a day or something like that he gives him like right. this excessive amount of time to be shadowed well like the thing was is like um yeah uh dan like gives him a bunch of like opportunities like i'm a busy man but like maybe maybe we work something out and when he's on the way leaving out bart's like hey do you want to go to a giants game because chuck gave him all these like these season passes and when he offers this to chuck um, to dan chuck is walking into the room it's so sad and it's like the biggest fuck you like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like this 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 Dan character is clearly not I mean look Chuck at him. wants to be he wants to be a business Dan. I mean look at Dan. Does he look like a guy who likes hockey? Like No. Uh, no Giants he's not. are football. No, no, it's a hockey game though. But Giants are football. I don't know who the hockey game is. Rangers. Rangers. I was like trying to remember, but I kept thinking Giants too. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, Giants. See, this is how much I know about sports. Hot. Sports. Yeah, Sportsball. I always confuse the Giants in New York with the Giants in San Francisco, and also I don't care. Okay, <laughs> that's valid. So boring. Okay, so then it's very sad, and yeah, because like, sad. Dad, it's like, it's like a, sad. Yeah, it wasn't a slap in Jack's, Chuck's face. Is like he literally wants to go. He, he literally has somebody to go with. I to know the, the 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 Rangers game, and then Bart just like kept the tickets, I guess. Yeah, and casually like offers his kid. He's known for like oh five minutes. <laughs> I mean, like he's, relation tips. Because like I don't think like like he knew Bart. Um, Bart knew Dan through when he was in a relationship with Serena, but like, I feel like they spent no time together. Really, I know. It's just like it's a, it's a slap in the face for sure. <sighs> Poor Chuck. I almost feel bad for him. Yeah, but then also if you weren't really. a terrible person. Yeah. So I feel, um, come up I feel with maybe karma. Yeah. Maybe bit. don't be a shitty person. Yeah, maybe. Don't but also be. maybe his background made him a shitty person. But also, no. <laughs> okay, so we go to Jenny and Agnes. So, um, let's see. So we go to a coffee shop later where Jenny has been frantically trying to call Agnes for like the past five hours or something because they had a meeting or whatever. And then Agnes shows up and is very, very hungover, like all the way hungover that she has to have a vitamin water. Next to the vitamin tower. Because of money, I guess. Product placement. Product placement. And yeah. Product placement. 
That's the last new segment. So, uh, water placement. Yeah, the private placement of this episode is a massive fucking water tower, a diamond water tower that's next to Agnes that looks like it might topple over and crush her. What was the specific one she asked for? Revive. Oh my gosh. Can I have a revive? Like, sure. Oh my God. I love this. I love it so much. It's so funny. It's just like, this is blatant product placement. I know. Like, it's not even like, you know, like, you know, hiding the fact that like there's a vitamin water on the counter she's like literally can i have a vitamin water i need this revive there's like multiple there's like a tower of it and it looks it's taller than her and it looks like if it topples over it could crush her (laughs) like it's so big and she wouldn't move because she's hungover yeah so So jenny's obviously very very mad because she gave up so much to be there she burned all of her bridges bridges. home we already Mm. talked about this and agnes is not acting like a partner she, she is, is not. She is. She is acting like a real terrible I person. I Max last night, and like we just drank so much. And like, why are you like yelling at me? And can you not I like scream? Know. Like maybe don't get hungover when you're trying to start a business. Word. Don't get hungover. Don't get drunk. Don't get hungover. Yeah. Yeah. So then. Jenny's really, really mad, and she's like, "Okay, I'm going to try to incorporate by myself." And so she goes to the um the investor guy and he's like yeah fine you can do that but you have to be 18 which right. she is not right so she has to get her one of her parents to sign those papers oh yeah um so yeah so uh jenny she retouches her mom which you find out later but in the meantime cyrus is <laughs> he's helping blair plan her party and he's telling she's overpaying for her posies 18 dollars a flower He's a precious human, and I adore him. $18 a flower is a ton of money. Oh, that's uh, that's ridiculous. That's, that's astronomical. That's like Upper East Side money. Right, and that's what he says, too. He's just like, you know, like, you're not paying for the flower. You're paying for the rent, bunny. That's true. I have this great guy in Brooklyn. I will, or or somewhere else. Like, I think I've been in Brooklyn or, like, yeah, lo- like lower. Or something. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, get you fantastic flowers. And she's like, I want to pay those prices. We can afford it. And Eleanor doesn't say anything. But she's like, um, you ain't paying for this shit. I am. Oh, Basically. my God. I love it. So it's just like. I love that Blair just doesn't understand money. Yeah, like, she's always had it. So, like, but then he also tells uh, the girls that he bought tickets for him and Eleanor to go to see Cindy Law. Cindy Lauper. Which we learned the biggest, one of the best um, moments of this episode is talking, it was when Blair talks about like how her and her mom would dance to uh, Cindy Lauper and their first videotape they ever owned was Vibes, which is like so great. Fucking love Cindy Lauper. I'm here for Cindy Lauper every day. Yeah. All day. She but is the Blair, best. Blair is extremely mad that he bought those Cindy Lauper tickets because she wanted her mom to be at the party because it's going to be a grown up party. Yeah, and she's like, because you know, when you call it a grown-up party, it's a grown-up party, exactly. And Eleanor's like, I've never been to any of your parties. This is for you. Like, we'll celebrate like on your actual birthday, like we always do. And so Blair's in her feelings about it. She's like, but I want to celebrate with you. But Cyrus and Eleanor's chemistry is amazing. Like they're they're so, so cute. cute, and like they're like jovial, and they're like oh, you know, they're, like they're so happy together, and they act so like they're happy cute. together. It's yeah, amazing. They, they act like a couple. Yeah. It's really nice. I like it a lot. I'm really here for them. Yes. Cyrus and Eleanor. Their couple might name be Elorus. Nope. Eleanor. Eleanoris? Cyranor? Silenor? Silenor. Silenor. That sounds robotic. That is robotic. I love it. It's like a Cylon. Yeah. Silenor. 
<laughs> oh my god, we're they're the best. So true. So Serena's posing for Aaron. Yeah, because she's his muse. Yeah, and <laughs> God, I find him so annoying and repulsive. Yeah, and like I don't know the, um, I don't know like her pictures. They're fine, but they look kind of like a Gap ad. Yeah, she's like you know just happy and smiling and being Serena. Yeah, she's a, she's just a blonde American girl, you know. And that's what it looks like a yeah. blonde American girl being happy. She's a beautiful white American. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. Uh, what's her name? Oh my God. Mary Steenbergen's um, character in 30 Rock describes Avery. Oh, yeah. She's a beautiful white American. That's so funny. Yeah, but that's exactly what Serena is. For sure. So uh, Aaron's like, stop it. Stop being a gap ad. You're doing so much. Can't you just like not? <laughs> and it's annoying and I hate him. Yeah, and so like she tries to look like, you know, like kind of like stoic, but like it doesn't work. Dull because, and dead eyed. Because like she's Blair and I'm Blair. She's Serena and she's like, you know, a beam of light so it's kind of like hard to dull her yeah like why are you trying to dull her Aaron? what's wrong with you you're being blair from that part of season one where she, he was she was trying to take away sharina's serena's shine yeah so i'm not about serena's it shine yeah not about it still hate aaron he yeah. sucks so chuck starts stalking dan yeah. um as you do because that's all these people have time for stalking that's true because they don't have to you know do anything themselves like they can pay someone for do it why haven't they been at school because this you can pay someone to do it for you like no but like no one's been in school this episode I know. what like, when is it let's see it must be between october and november well it's november birthday's okay. in november it's very close to um uh thanksgiving okay yeah that's right yeah so no one's in school because of reasons yeah it must uh, be it must be a weekend they have weekends in new york too. well actually that's a lie i think no they were in school one up uh, one moment in the school early in this episode i don't remember that it was when blair had a red hat on what were they doing they were talking in the hallway her and blair talking in the hallway about cyrus oh that's right they were in school for they a were second, there but wow it was, but it was a second we should start category uh, cataloging how often each episode they spend in school like how many seconds <laughs> yeah so that's what they will start doing next episode yes because i feel like it's no time yeah and it gets like and it gets like increasingly, increasingly worse as like time goes on in the series how they don't spend any time in class i know or in the hallway at least yeah i mean like they're about to go to college like they should go to school it should be but studying. who knows maybe it's gossip girls colon weekend in new york Oof. um so gossip girl yeah. colon weekend at bernie's oh no oh that'd be, amazing. be the dead one anyway um <laughs> oh, i wish anyway so chuck's you know chuck he is stalking down he he uses his connections. Apparently, he slept with an intern that works in New York Magazine, and he wanted to know if she still worked there. And if she did, did she know anything about Dan Humphrey? And she's like, um, only thing I know about him is he's meeting with my boss. He's walking in the door right now. Yeah. So Chuck is like, okay, clearly Dan is not just talking to my dad so that he can write or be a business Dan, but he wants to write something about them. Because like Chuck knows about Charlie Trout. Mm-hmm. He knows about it, and it's weird. And their relationship has been strained since that since he find out found out about that right they've been like he's been you know sabotaging dan as often as he possibly can like when he did it at yale when he was you know uh trying to fuck up things with uh vanessa so like he's been like you know pretty he's much on dan's trail yeah like they're like arch nemesis now yeah <laughs> like level of like hatred so like it's 
it's it's um it's continuing this like you know this uh game of intrigue as far as the two of them go intrigue intrigue so while this is going on aaron he shows serena her pictures oh my god and i don't know he he's made some sort of art installation some sort of ugly art installation with like it's a bunch of sheets and it's like projector sheets. yeah bed sheets and it's projecting her face in like a lot of different like poses kind of like a um a constant reel like on repeat of her like laughing and being like you know carefree and joyful just being typical slurina essentially and then her response is I should be more cool and mysterious and stop talking yeah it's really cute because like she's like she's kind of freaked out by seeing a lot of versions of herself projected on screen like as any normal person would be because that is really weird it's real weird i would i would not know what to do in that situation yep i don't like seeing pictures of myself just like one person picture of me i know i i i rarely see videos of myself there is a videotape that i that someone took of me on a live show for open-ended i have never watched it oh my god and i will never watch it because i just don't like videos of myself i just it's out there in the ether. It's just, I don't exist, but never. Nope. Okay. Can never do it. It's just, mm mm. No, thank you. I've never watched my own vines. Like, none of that shit. Like, I'm just like, really? I don't like videos oh. myself. I, I just, I, I can't handle it. It really freaks me out. Yeah. Videos are weird because you can't, like, exactly figure out how your face is looking in a certain frame. So it could just be fucked up. Like, selfies are easy because you can take a million of them, but with videos, there's, like, it's always something that's fucked up. Right. And, like, I don't mind, like, getting my audio recorded. I can listen to my voice all day. Yeah. But video, oh, just too It's much. weird. It's too much. So, can't ever do that. So, Serena is, um, you know, acting appropriately in the situation. And <laughs> yeah. Aaron. Being weirded out. Yeah. And then, in this moment, another girl comes through and ruins her moment again. POC, though. She is, like. Her name's Danielle. She's ethic- ethnically ambiguous. Yes. But she is a POC. She's a. <laughs> So very excited. Also impressed that, like, you know, um, homie is dating outside his race. Good job, Aaron. Congratulations. You don't really deserve a prize. You don't because we're not going to give you one. We won't, but yeah. we'll eh. give her a prize for, you know, dating herself guys, to, you know, a level where she had to, like, you know. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, this is my model, Danielle. And serena's you know obviously like disconcerted because she's like i thought i was your model i thought i was your muse and so then she again as she does so many times leaves aaron abruptly because she feels incredibly awkward because he's making her feel incredibly awkward well yeah i mean like she's you have to remember like serena is used to be the only woman she is mm -hmm. always she's all in she's always all in but she's also like she's not used to having to share anybody and that's a and that's that's a that's a jarring thing, you know. It goes like if you're only been in monogamous relationships and then go from monogamous to an open relationship. I mean, yeah. you can't just like flip it's a switch. It's not really even though it's it's an open relationship. The thing that I find weird about it is that she keeps seeing all these other girls, and he's like kind of over scheduling so that they come and see each other, which I don't like, and I would also be weirded out. Like you know, you know that he's gonna be or like you know. She knows that he's dating other people, but also why does she have to see them? Like, that's really yeah. weird and it's creepy. Like kinda, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, putting it in her face. Like, yeah, you know, throwing it back. Like, yeah, a lot of other women are touching this mouth. And it's just like, yeah. I don't want to kiss you. Yeah, it's and like, I have to see them and like, I have to imagine it. Yeah. So it's just, it's I weird. feel bad. Yeah. I'm You're not, not. I'm not here for it. Don't be amused. Mm -mm, don't do it. So this is probably my favorite part of the entire episode. Um, the next part. So oh, yeah. Dan is sitting at his computer and you see he's reading an email and this email is from the address lovelace2 at anonymousurl.com. 
Once again, that is Lovelace2 at anonymousurl.com. And so I, in my ultimate curiosity, went to anonymousurl.com. It redirects to a non-working page on WB Studios. <laughs> so this email is saying that um, someone has information about Bart Bass. Meet me in this alley by this fish tank. I don't know where. It's like a, it's like a some sort of warehouse area. Yeah, it's like a very like non-descript location. Yeah. So, you know, anonymousurl.com. That's so funny. I didn't even I didn't even like catch that. You caught it. That's oh so my wonderful. God, I'm so glad that you was did. Amazing. This is beautiful. That was my favorite my favorite part of the entire episode. Like it's not even it's it transcends old tech, low tech. Because <laughs> it still exists. Yeah, it does it still exist. Yeah. So he goes to this weird locale weird locale and um, he finds out about all the shady dealings that Bart has been involved with, including a building fire when the market crashed back in the 80s. Yeah. And so like this guy is just some like he's some nondescript white guy. And he's like, I have the story about the fire. Well, 90s. The, what? Sorry. I put the wrong. Oh, decade. fine. Sorry. Um, find out that Bart Bass has bought condos in Midtown or he he bought condos in Midtown a long time ago. And then this guy who dance meeting with says building burned down and he got a bunch of money from it because he did it himself and then he was able to use all this money to build an empire but you know it's arson is bad don't do it but also someone died you find out that someone died in this midtown fire Mm -hmm. and you know so you know that's like a that's a huge reveal it is yeah and it's like dan's kind of like i don't know what to do with this information yeah because he's looking like out of his league a little bit yeah and you know the guy's like yeah you know he took that money to start a fire um to start its empire so um but also like dan is like also like super stoked about being an investigative reporter because he found out some information on his very first try yeah okay who isn't who's lovelace2 at anonymousurl.com how did he know to contact dan i did not see dan's email address which really bums me out but i'm sure it was something stupid like good writer at goodwriter.org. or like dan at st jude's <laughs> or something like that yeah dot edu something dumb yeah so, um, you like, yeah, use his school email because he's dumb. Well, he's also 15, 17. There's, Who there's knows? Gmail, but whatever. Gmail? Oh my God, there was Gmail. Mm. He could have used Gmail. Dying. Why would you even use anonymous URL? Okay, Gmail is basically anonymousurl.com. Gmail is basically sharklasers.com. They couldn't afford it yet. Well, they, they eventually used this other website called Bane, remember? Oh, I forgot about Bing. <laughs> so did everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> So they like in later seasons they like use Bane and that's a huge product placement thing. Oh my that's god, that's amazing, so funny. But yeah, so that's essentially what anonymous URL is. Anonymousurl.com. Anyway, um, so he's like fat checking and everything, like you know, is holding up and all that. And Rufus is like, wait a minute, you can't do this though. Like you're gonna ruin Serena and Lily's lives. You know, like this could like hurt them. And Dan's like, no, but I wanna. But what about me? I can like be a star. I wanna be. I wanna be as famous as Jenny. And it's like, and like, but you're not as talented as Jenny. It's like, (laughs) girl, just don't. Yeah, essentially. Damn, Humphrey. So while this is happening, Rufus gets a call from Allison, 
about Jenny and um, Jenny wanted her to sign something, but she didn't want to get involved because she's not a mother anymore, clearly. Because she's the worst. She's like abandoned her children to go to Allison. to go um, to uh, Goat Bone and um, Alexander Bancroft. Oh my God, Alexander <laughs> Bancroft. That You know what? Alexander Bancroft really grew on me. Like, I like him now. <laughs> Or rather, I don't have a strong opinion on him now. Exactly. He's just there. Yeah. With Allison, wherever, in Hudson. So, like, she's like, I don't want to get involved. I'm like, girl, you're, yeah, you're not getting involved I, at all. I still don't understand why. Like, does she not like her children? I think, the, I think honestly, the actresses didn't want to come back. Well, because, like, the thing is, she lives in Hudson, and Jenny was able to go to Hudson to ask her to sign these papers. Because Hudson is, like, you know, an hour away. Why, does, why doesn't she see them more often? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. It's probably because they're associated with Rufus and Rufus sucks. Yeah, that too. Everybody sucks on the show, though, honestly. Except Truth. For Blair. Except for Blair. Yeah, Blair's, Blair's perfect. Bl- yeah. Except I, for her obsession with Chuck. Yeah. But Serena's pretty great, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, ladies. Ladies are good. I like Eleanor. I like Cyrus. Yeah, okay. But, okay. Yeah, sorry, that was weird. Okay, mm. so then Rufus is like, I don't want to sign these papers. Don't do it, Allison. Okay. Yeah, and so Blair's out with Cyrus. Oh, and he's being really sweet because he's a really nice guy. And Blair is obviously trying to like get some dirt on him to find out what a quote unquote terrible person he is. And she does. Yeah. So we find out that in his past, when he was in the war, Vietnam, for some reason, he would he as a human was allowed to go into the army. I can't I can't imagine that. We got drafted. Oh, he got drafted. That makes yeah. sense. So he got drafted in the war, in Vietnam War, and he was married. He was very young. He got married, and then he went off to Vietnam, and he fell in love with a Vietnamese woman named Kim Lee. Which is the golden, golden lion? Was what it means. Oh, and it was, uh, and he fell in love with her. She was took his breath away, and so he knew that he couldn't go back to America and live a loveless life if he knew that he was supposed to spend the rest of his life with Kim Lee, Kim Lee, Kim Lee, Kim Lee. So, yeah. So then he decided to go back to America and to divorce his wife. Yeah, and then while he was doing that, Kim Lee was killed in a surprise attack. So and she died. It was, it was, you know, sad. It's, and like Blair is completely like enraptured with the story. Yeah. And he, but he also knew that like, you know, he didn't want to live the rest of his life in a loveless marriage. So him and his wife went their separate ways as friends. Yeah. Which, so they divorced amicably. And so then he was telling Blair about like how he felt when he met Kim Lee. Cause this entire thing started about how like Blair's like, have you ever been in love before? And he's like, I've never felt the way that I felt with Kim Lee with anyone until I met Eleanor. And it's like, it's, you know, a sad story. It's kind of sweet, but mostly sad. And Blair is just like, Oh my God, I have have information now. Yeah. But also I think that she is kind of swept up in the romance too, a little bit about Cyrus. Cause I think like in, in, you know, in this moment, she's like, Oh, I kind of like him. Yeah. But Eleanor finds out about the lunch and she's instantly suspicious because she knows her daughter. She knows it's like she there's would alternative never moments. She go out with Cyrus. Yeah. And I think Blair, she was actually kind of, it was like she's like staring in the mirror and kind of, you know, you know, being introspective. And I think, you know, there's a part of her who actually kind of likes Cyrus a lot. Yeah. But then she hears like this, her mom kind of like, you know, ripping her a new one. And basically, she's like, are you done, Blair? Like, what are you, you're, you're trying to like be really rude to Cyrus? Trying like, to what are you trying to do? Yeah. And so I guess in spite of, Eleanor, she's like, you know what? Actually, I do have some dirt. He's cheating on his ex-wife. He's just like daddy. Yep. And so Eleanor is, you know, of course, taken by, taken aback by this and this, you know, this revelation. And uh, she 
kind of just was like I have to leave and lay down and kind of like think about some stuff. Yeah. Because it's like, like Blair Blair acted real purely instinctively in that second. Yeah. Because she's just like upset that like her mother was right about some stuff. Yeah. About her alternative moments but she also just like wanted to like you know lash out because that's what Blair does. She lashes Blair. out. She doesn't know how to like cope with stuff. Yep. So Serena, she wants to meet up with Aaron again, but she gets shafted for another girl again. Because he's hang- he's still hanging out. He's not done hanging out with Danielle, the POC from before. Yeah. Wah. Yeah. And so um, Agnes, she is out in the street. Go back to Agnes. Yeah. she's She gets a phone call from none other than Mr. Smith. And his um, receptionist. And um, it's a call meant for Jenny, but the receptionist got the nam- numbers mixed up. And so she delivers a message that's like, yeah, you know, the papers are ready for Jenny whenever she's ready for them. When she gets her, her papers signed for her parents, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay. Right. And this is so mad. So she's angry. So we flash to Blair's birthday party. Woo. It's very boring. Very boring. All the girls are sitting on a couch together. Blair it's- sits on them. And Blair looks incredible. We'll talk about. Her outfit, her outfit later oh so good so good and serena's mopey because you know aaron being an aaron and being an asshole and blair's looking like you know you're better off like fuck that guy yeah but then we find out something very interesting about cyrus rose and aaron rose that no one has mentioned even though that has been mentioned this entire episode they're father and son <gasps> now i'm confused same how is he how is he the father of Aaron? How old is Aaron? I think he might be 19. No, he can't be 19 cuz he, he's finished with school. Oh, he's finished? Yeah, he's finished with college. Oh, so maybe he's like 22 at least. Maybe 22, 23. Yeah. But the thing is is like Cyrus is like fucking old. Right, but also he like divorced his wife during uh Vietnam. Yeah, who's, which was like in 73. Whose son is he? Who's his mom? Who's the fuck is his mom? That is so interesting. Who's Aaron's mom? We want to know. Listeners, if we know who Aaron's mom is, please reach out to us. Please, I'm confused and I want and I need to know this. Like I feel like So listeners, if you know who Aaron Rose's mom is, please reach out to us at Gossip Girls Pod on Twitter cuz we need to know. Yeah, cuz like clearly something is a foot. It's more or less probably the writers not knowing how to like do math and like timelines and stuff yeah. but it's cool because okay so also aaron rose i think we kind of talked about this in the book series he is definitely blair's brother but he is kind of different like he's his her stepbrother but he like he's kind of a pothead and like skinny like disheveled artist and like not quite as you know put together and dapper i guess Mm-mm. as uh tv aaron yeah yeah, and but he's but he is a photographer. Yeah, and oh, uh, and he's also in high school though. Right. Yeah, because they're both in the same class. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're recording now, so you can. I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, we're talking about um, uh, the difference between. Uh, oh yeah, the Aaron, book Aaron, and, book Aaron yeah. and TV Aaron. So then Cyrus is talking to Serena about Aaron, and he's like, "Aaron is my son." You know? Yeah. And he also is like saying, like, my, my, my son is really spitting by you. Like, he doesn't take you <laughs> every know. girl to the cloisters. Yeah. <gasps> Which I'm not even sure how to feel about that. I still haven't been to the cloisters. So I don't know. Yeah. What is that? Uh, it's an art museum, I think. I don't really know. My mm. friend said he was going to take me and then he didn't. That sucks. But I'll go to New York and do it. Yeah. Okay. So um, 
while this conversation's happening, Eleanor walks up to Cyrus and she's like, did you cheat on your ex-wife? And Cyrus is like, yeah. And she tells him to get out. And then after this happens, like she's, she's angry. Um, she's devastated. Like she fell in love with this man and it's just like, you find out that it's exactly what she had feared. Like she didn't want someone like Harold who like cheated on her for a valid reason. Cause he's gay. Right. And they had a love in their marriage. And I think like to a certain extent, she knew he was gay yeah and but she was still like she still loved him and like i think he still loved her but mm-hmm. like not in a romantic way right um so after he leaves guess who shows up at the loft it's our friend who just wants to have fun cindy lapa that's a cindy lapa song everyone girls just wanna have fun and blair is speechless and her her line here is like my favorite. So she's like, she is absolutely flabbergasted that Cyrus would do this for her. So apparently he bought out the entire theater so that she, that Cindy Lauper could come perform at Blair's party. And Blair's like, oh my god, I did a terrible thing. Nah, I wanted a Harry Winston choker for my birthday, but instead I got a conscience. <laughs> it's really sweet. It's really sweet, but also like Dorota. Dorota, bless her heart. She is like a huge Cindy Lauper fan, and she's like, like Cindy Lauper. I love you so much. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so so cute. cute. So here for oh Happy Dorota. I love it. Love Happy Dorota. So yeah, it's very very funny. Yeah. Um. So then she leaves. Yeah. So um, Blair goes off to try to chase down Cyrus. While this is going on, Agnes was real fucking mad about the phone call. Really pissed. So Jenny comes back to Agnes's house and she sees Agnes. Le- um, leaving the building with, with all of the polyester dresses, with all the dresses, all the all the tool hanging over. Oh my god! It's and like Jenny's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And Agnes is like, "Oh yeah, so um, I know that you went behind my back, and I didn't know you could be a thief. Like you stole my contacts, stole my idea. Like all like the Corolla fashion show was my idea. All these things were my idea. Only thing you have was your little clothes. Like you have no idea. You know, there's all these you know very talented designers here in Brooklyn trying to make their break, and you fucked me over. Well, you know what? Fuck this. And she like sets her shit on fire. Yeah. So she makes a Donald Trump colon a trash fire. <laughs> <laughs> essentially yeah so she lights all it and like jenny is just like so mad she starts crying and she's like she had pull- but also she had like opportunity to like pull her dresses out, out and yeah. not have them light on fire yeah like she was put like lighter fluid on it and then she put a match to it during that moment where like she was getting the match out she could have grabbed her shit and like knocked over agnes because she's like 15 pounds yeah. wet and like you know she could have like just pushed her down and then like run back to the house yeah and it was just like you know it's kind of one of those moments where you're just like so awestruck about what's happening that you just choose not to do anything yeah which i think she just honestly didn't believe agnes was gonna do it and yeah. it was like she was like are you crazy she's like yeah i'm crazy i'm fucking pissed it's amazing yeah crazy that is an ableist term but you know oof you, yeah. you don't you don't you don't piss off you don't like and the you don't think it's, it's not someone again agnes is obviously someone you can't trust right but then also like jenny does some shady shit too yeah like she i mean in all fairness agnes is kind of right here yeah i mean she's not no she's she, not right but she's not wrong she's not like her actions about burning the stuff now that was a step too far mm-hmm. but 
she definitely had a right to be angry with Jenny. I mean, like she did steal all her contests. She still like, you know, you know, Agnes pretty much magnified her and essentially kind of pushed Jenny into this direction. But then yeah. also like Jenny, you know, Jenny being Jenny, she, you know, goes she goes over the edge yeah, and she does Jenny, a bunch of stuff. Jenny is also one of those like all or nothing, I guess. Types she's very of ambitious. People and she's, you know, she's like, Okay, this way isn't working out, I have to do it myself. Yeah. And so that's it. It's like it's a binary thing with her. Like she has to do either this or this. Like there's no compromising. Yeah. So and it, Agnes is also like that. Yeah. So like you have these two women who are very you know high strung in their own ways colliding, and it's just it was they literally set a fire. Yeah. So, you know now Jenny doesn't have any of her clothes. It's so sad. And and What's she, she and, do? and also Agnes kicked her out of their house. Now she can't stay at Agnes's house anymore. So she has nowhere to go. Well, she does, but she doesn't want to go home. Yeah. So, um, speaking of trash fires, <laughs> Dan goes to the basses and uh, he's trying to get some more dirt on the fire to figure out, like, you know, what Bart will tell him. And Bart lets slip that someone died in the fire. And while this is happening, Chuck is overhearing and spying because, you know, that's what Chuck, Chuck does. does. He, he spies. He literally he's, only has. He stalks the yeah. shadows. And he, he stalks the shadows. He stalks in the shadows and, like, creeps around and he's, you know, yeah <laughs> so i creep yeah. yeah so he does that a lot and he puts a stop to it he says like no dad don't tell him anything else you know he's writing something for the new york magazine and bart's like you know he offers to bribe dan with money money and bart and dan's like i'm i don't want your money and so like, they really don't know what to do because that's kind of like how they shut th- things down it's like throw money at the problem yeah and dan's and like i don't want to be black i don't want to blackmail you yeah and it's one of those situations where it's just like i don't know how to handle the situation i don't know, like have him killed like uh, there's yeah. no other real like way around this and so truck he like you know goes like dan goes to the elevator and he had recorded the whole thing you see that he had like a tape recorder record the conversation he had with baz and bart and chuck you know threatens to ruin dan if he gets it out and dan's like this is bigger than the both of us like yeah. i can't keep this to myself even if i wanted to like someone died and chuck is like please don't do this like you're gonna ruin my family like this is gonna ruin our lives and dan's basically like tough shit man sorry yeah. like he's like ah, not my problem and it's it, you know, i don't know i can't care about chuck i really can't care about chuck and bart i like, can't i think they're terrible humans yeah, I, I feel bad for like Lily and Serena, but, but they'll be okay. They'll bounce back. Like they're they got Rhodes money. That's true. They, <laughs> they got good. Rhodes money. They good. So like, I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, everybody's gonna be like okay if something happened. Mm-hmm. But um, Bart is you know very anxious about what's gonna happen next. So Blair, she goes down and she sees Cyrus and oh, she tries to yeah. apologize and uh, Cyrus is like saying like, oh, you know, like you know, I. You know, I he, he's he, he essentially outmaneuvers Blair. He kind of counts on the fact yeah. that, like, with Cindy Lauper being kind of like a you know moment of clarity for Blair, realizing she's being an asshole about the civil situation, that like you know she would get a conscience and want to apologize. And he's like, "Who said I retreated?" Yeah, and she's like, "Oh my god, you outmaneuvered me." Yeah, and he's like, "I'm an attorney. I'm not supposed to be. I'm not a dumbass." Like, <laughs> I know I'm, it's amazing. I'm pretty smart and. It's sweet. They bond, and he's like, "You know what I had in mind? Like, you know what I had in mind?" And it's very cute. Yeah, and Blair begrudgingly then respects him because someone beat her at her own game. Yeah, which is quite a feat because she is pretty smart. Yeah, in her in her ways of being a um, scheming lady about town. Oh my god! So, um, 
Dan, he is like at a crossroads. He's trying to figure out if he wants to send the story to the New York magazine, New magazine or what. And he ends up actually sending it to Bart, which is like, you know, it's a story about how Charlie Trout feels really sad and lonely. Ugh, and if, uh, yet again, yet again, he uses the same fucking title format and uses it as a date. And it's like, uh, why? You're so lazy. Make Nine up a fucking slash title. four slash 94 or something. 91. Idiotic. And it's like, uh, fuck you. So fuck boring. you. Think like, of interesting names. Yeah. Like, like that's how every story of his is like a date. And it's like oh daddy's boy. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I was just thinking of better names. Okay, let's spitball here. Daddy's Boy, uh, Chucking Disaster, uh, My Dad Won't Watch Hockey With Me, Rangers Suck, Go Wings. <laughs> um, uh, catch Me If You Can. I don't know. That's a that's a movie. Oh, like uh, Fish, You Catch Fish. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Bastions of Love bastard yeah bastard <laughs> Ooh, that could have worked because like you know he lost his orphan he, we didn't start the fire Ooh, that's really good we did start the fire <laughs> fire <laughs> <laughs> start the fire um, it was always burning um fire to empire Ooh. oh empire <laughs> literally anything would have been better than that date 10-1-91 or just something just get the like fuck that. out of here Dan and your and your damn Humphrey damn Humphrey and your bullshit names so since in, in sending this story to Bart Bass he's essentially committing a form of dansplaining because he's telling Bart Bass how Chuck feels and how sad he is <sighs> classic Dan dansplainer yeah so yeah we find out that he he killed the Bart Bass story, you know, since he sent it to Chuck or he sent it to Bart about Chuck and he's not going to publish it in New York Magazine. And I'm sure it was anemic anyway. So. Yeah, it was probably anemic. <laughs> um, so lacking, lacking iron in the blood. Oof. Worst. So lacking Serena. Lacking iron, lacking irony. Yeah. So uh, Serena, <laughs> she, <laughs> she uh, shows up to Aaron's studio and yet again, there's another girl. And he's like, um, I thought it was me and you tomorrow. And she was like, uh, sorry, I got my days wrong. And he's like, uh, I told you I've seen other people. Like, you can see other people too. Like, I don't know how it is in high school. He's like very being very like condescending. He's being dick face. Like yeah. he, he says, Did I miss the talk about where we're exclusive? Yeah. Like, okay, you're how do you find the time to date multiple people, Aaron, between all of your quote unquote art and your lame ass pictures where you're telling have, women to be stoic i don't have time to meet one person so like yeah right i mean yeah you're you're, you're an artist yeah fuck. anyways fuck you aaron yeah I'm not, I'm you're being a dipshit it. you're 22 years old probably you're not this worldly guy who's dating we're dating a girl in high school he's ripe with chlamydia and oh like stds another another uh thing he went to camp with serena was he your counselor if he's that old See, that's what I'm saying. Oh, writers. I'm fine. Not mad. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, there's a lot of nuance and like confusion here. And I don't know what to believe. Yeah. So he went to, he went to camp with Serena, but also he's graduated from college. So he must be at least 22 unless he was homeschooled. Maybe. Which doesn't see it. But even so, like it still doesn't this doesn't add up that he would be born in the in the, in the seventies unless he had a different mother altogether. Ugh, maybe he's still in college. Maybe we're just fucking this up. Well like I well, the thing is like he went to school with Max. 
Isn't Max still in college? Maybe. I don't know. Everyone, Everyone's ages are very nebulous. And in, in conclusion, we have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right about that. Yeah. Jenny's back at the Humphrey Ranch now, right? Yeah. All right. So now she's back at the ranch and she's like, I'll come back home, daddy, if you sign these papers. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. And so she leaves. Yeah. Like she's like you know, trying to manipulate him with you know the the idea of him coming back home and like using like emotional manipulation so she can get this um paperwork signed and she's like i'll find another way fuck it and i'm i'm like kind of confused here because i'm not sure why she didn't call eric because they have been pretty close in the past like or like the earlier the season but he is nowhere to be found and I, i feel like that would be a huge connection that she could use to like like he's her close friend like why isn't she calling him what about Eric? They're still friends, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Why doesn't her makeup move? I don't understand anything about this. She's crying so hard. Can she afford waterproof makeup? She's 15. So many questions. <sighs> yeah, it's... it's ugh. So she like goes to the um, art space and she calls Mr. Smith in the morning. Is that where she was? I couldn't figure out where she I was. I think she was... Oh, yeah. She's what's, at the, what's the art space? Well, not the art space, but the uh, the gallery. Oh, really? I think the cafe. Oh. She's somewhere. Yeah, I was really confused. Like, I have... Jenny wakes up, quote unquote, somewhere. I'm, I'm pretty certain that's where she's at. That makes sense. Yeah, that she's at the gallery yeah. um, cafe area. Cause she's, she's on some, like, you know... Uh, um... That's in like you know vacant you know, art space. Like, she's in some like couch and like there's a vacant room kind of like you don't really know where she's at. It's mm-hmm. kind of like anonymous, but I'm assuming that's where she's at because like that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think I sort of figured it out, but I couldn't remember where it was. Word. And so she calls Mr. Smith to try to ask if he can uh, meet her on a Sunday to discuss what's going yeah. on. Yeah. So um, the Sunday morn, um, Bart he apologized to Chuck about his attitude towards him about his mother's death, and because the the Charlie Stout, Trout story was a how about about how Chuck was so distraught, or he um, felt like his dad blamed him for killing his mom because he di- she died during childbirth, so we're told. And um, Bart's like, you know, it's hard for me to be close to you because every time I see you, I see her, I miss her, like. I, I don't blame you. Don't stop blaming yourself. And it's like, it's kind of heartwarming, but also it's Bart Bass and Chuck. So I still don't feel anything. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's also just like a little too late. Like he's like a fully grown person. Yeah. Now. Like I decided I ignored you for your entire childhood, but you know, maybe we can make amends now and now I'll apologize to you. You know, like, it's a little you know too late. I, I, I can't, I can't, you know, look at you cause I see your mother, but also I can marry all these other women. Yeah, it's just a really awkward situation because, like, he wants, and it, like, you you see that, like, he wants to be a part of his life, and, he, and it's awkward because he doesn't really know how to kind of be a part of his life because he's, like, you know, he hasn't taken, done it so far. He hasn't t- done it in like seventeen years, so it's just like, <laughs> what do I know? how do you, how do I do this? How do how I be do a father? father? <laughs> yeah, so it's just kind of how to dad. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't like it, but then he ends up. Um, inviting chuck to the hockey game instead and chuck is like i'll clear my calendar yeah and it's 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 low-key sweet yeah i sort of i still yeah so dan tells rufus he killed the bart story and he also urges to get jenny back even if it means letting her win because good good job dadding dan (laughs) dance playing dance planning 
Panning. Dad, dad's planning. <laughs> dance planning, dance planning. Danny. I, I don't know. That wasn't uh, that wasn't what I was supposed to say. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So, uh, it's 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 a tricky situation because Jenny she very much wants this thing and she's gonna go for it a hundred percent. And you see, so in, in her in the in the meeting she has with Mr. Smith when he tells her that she can get emancipated, she can divorce her parents, and she's like, "All right, let's do it." And it's, it. it's weird. Yeah, and it's it's. Oof. It's a very intense thing because, like, emancipation, like, you have to, like, go through child services. There has to be an, um, like, it's a whole, like... It's it, a thing. It's a thing. Like, you have to be investigated because in a lot of these cases, there's child abuse attached to it. So you have to, realize, you have to like, prove that you are living in an unstable home life. Oh. Um, it's a whole thing. And it's, yeah, it's not great. And it, it, it costs a lot of money. And at the end of it, you're not even guaranteed that you'll um, be emancipated. Really? Yeah. Oh, it, wow. I mean, you can't, because, like, it takes a lot. Like, it, it only in, like, the grandest kind of circumstances is, like, a lot of people who've been emancipated are, like, child stars or like, parents are, like, ripping them yeah. off. Or um, if the kid, like, um, I've, I've only heard of, like, people getting emancipated, like, my age or whatever in, like, high school when their parents were, like, drug addicts oh wow and um they were trying to get emancipated so they could uh fall for fafsa without mm. being attached to their parents oh yeah and you and you can't um you can't be emancipated until like you can't be your own person to like claim on taxes until you're 24 so until that point you are essentially still under your mm-hmm. you can still be claimed by your parents for tax purposes yeah so until then you have to be emancipated even if you're 21 you still have to like emancipate yourself from oh, your parents weird. yeah you can only like as far as like fafsa goes okay and then you can claim yourself when you're 24 yeah but it's still like a whole thing and you still have to prove that you know you're in an unstable home life and it's just a very it's going to be hard for Jenny to do that and that's why it's such an extreme kind of circumstance because yeah. you know a lot of people don't really fall under the umbrella yeah. of emancipation cuz Jenny was wants to do it so she can like start her own LLC yeah that's her main reason for wanting to divorce her parents right and it's not you know extraordinary circumstances where she has to because for, because you know her home life is yeah. so unstable or unsafe so yeah so that's where that storyline ends um serena she tells blair about the rose boys the rose boys which is what i'm gonna call them the own um, cyrus and aaron yeah so yeah last time she saw aaron when he was like i didn't know we were exclusive um she wanted to go to the puppet theater with him and he was like no 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 we're not exclusive so that she's telling blair about this and serena's like i'm a free spirit but also i really want to be tied down in a relationship yeah it's <laughs> Yeah, it's like you know what I love being in the sixties and I love like Blair's like only thing you like are fully supportive of of like peasant skirts and sandals. I know, I love it. So good. So um at the same time we find out that uh Cyrus is going to be moving in with the, the Waldorfs. Yep. 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 And Blair's like, okay, because like she's like talking about like, oh you know, like it's fine to date my mom. I probably won't see him that often. He's like pick her for dinners or whatever. And apparently they're talking about life and love yeah. and death. I thought I thought that they were going to say they were engaged. Yeah. But moving in is like far worse. Totally. So Blair's like, oh, fuck. And um, Serena, she sees Aaron in her living room yet again. Somehow he's stalking her like a weirdo. And they were supposed to be seeing puppets in the Central Park when she invited him earlier in the episode. Yeah. 
for their day date and she's like we broke up last night and he's like i know we're like how can we break up we're dating i was like that's gaslighting dude yeah that's really fucked up it just mean he's being real mean to her but he says like you know you know like you know this is what you know this is what i'm about and serena she's like you know what fine fuck it let's just go for it and so she like completely owns it goes into like gets her Puts her jacket on top of her pajamas or pajama slip. Her slip and she goes out into the world and they're like dancing around and like playing the leaves in Central Park and that's how that story ends. You know you love us. Yeah. You know you love me. Whatever. So that's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to pay some bills and we'll be right back after this message. For listeners of the Gossip Girls podcast, Sorry Parkers are offering a free five-day home try-on to give you the opportunity to check out our glasses. Free try-ons? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, but like, so one time I ordered them and I wore them all outside and like was going out to like different parties and stuff like that. And I was pretending that they're actual and was taking them to like actual, like, like these are my glasses, my new glasses, aren't I cute? Like they didn't even have prescriptions? Oh yeah, they didn't have That's prescriptions. Fine. And I was just like out here I'm looking. here for this. And actually... Actually, like, got a guy's number off. Like, I look at your glasses. Like, thank oh you. God. So, if you want a guy's number or a girl's number or whomever you def- desire, or number just general attention. And you can do that too. I mean, who doesn't want numbers or attention? You can go to warbyparkertrial.com slash post loudness so you know they came from us. Again, that is warbyparkertrial.com slash post loudness to get your free five day home try on. And now back to the show. All right, fashion time. There's been some. There's some fashion. There's some really cool fashion moments this mm-hmm. episode. Um, the episode, the the moment where they were in class. Actually, I lo- not class, but at school. When she's freaking out about Cyrus. Yeah, I love that little hat. And she like, is such a cute. She has like a little beret. She looks like Madeline. Oh my gosh, she does. She's wearing like a cardigan and like a blue plaid skirt, it's and it's just real cute. cute. It's very cute. It's very Parisian. Oh my god, I love Blair's outfits. I do too. So cute. Um, I also loved her birthday outfit. Holy shit. Oh my shit. God. It was like that, that white one, right? It's yes. Like, it's like a, a V-neck halter type thing with like a giant ruffle and then like cuts real low in the back and has like a black skirt. Yeah. Like she has it's like, it's, so it's backless. gorgeous. And it's, br- it, and it's, it's very royal. She looks like, a, she looks like fucking uh, Queen Elizabeth. She, oh my God. That is like a really good updated royalty outfit. Definitely. I'm here for it. So, so beautiful. Cute. Um, I loved serena's slip that she was wearing i did too i was i liked it a lot it was very cute yeah so she, it's just like a, a standard slip that's pretty short it has like this little like lacy thing around the neck mm-hmm. it's cute and then she pairs it with a burberry jacket because of course you know she i don't need to get dressed um and it's really cute and her boots are also cute um jenny i don't remember any fashion outfits she's wearing a lot of like pearl like like madonna pearls Okay. Like layering, like she has like 18 necklaces on. Oh, of course she does because it's really in style then. Yeah. And she's wearing a lot of like very like, you know, grungy street gear. Like it's like fingerless gloves, lawn sweater. Like It's like she's touring in a band or something. Yeah. Like she's touring in like warp tour. Oh my God. That's exactly her style. That's exactly her style. She's like, I kind of feel like her fashion style is like wannabe Betsy Johnson a little bit. Yeah. But then yeah. also like, you know, um, the girl from Paramore. It's very much like yeah. that, like, you know, edgy skater, but like also like, you know, um, with frills and pink. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a uh, fashion. Like maybe maybe it wasn't a maybe it wasn't a bad thing that like Agnes burned all of them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> maybe Agnes did you a favor. Maybe maybe you should make new clothes that don't suck. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Maybe so, go back home. Uh, music. 
This entire episode was... Oh, she didn't wear fashion? No. Okay. Yeah. This entire episode was nothing but Keynes and Leon. Yeah, the, they, they had um, sex on fire throughout like a lot of Serena and um, Aaron moments. Yeah, we also had Someone Like You playing too. Someone Like You. Oh my God. Remember that song? I forgot about that song. I, whew, I forgot I th- about I it too. I honestly thought that it was the same song as Sex on Fire when I was watching this. Girl, so did a lot of people. <laughs> so did a lot of people. Oh my God, I thought they, like I wrote down Sex on Fire Someone so many like times. Oh, oh my God. That's not that the same song. song. No. That's upsetting. They're two different songs. That's fine. All on the same album. Oof, God. I saw them in Lollapalooza when that album came out. It was in 09. Oh, God. They're such assholes. I used to love Kings Leon. Their first, their first album is so fucking good. And then, like, everything else is, like, trash. But this album specifically was, like, kind of their, like, big, like, mainstream album. I think it was like, their fourth album. Anyway, they were, like... They played Lollapalooza headline that that year, and oh god, like one one of like I think the bass guitarist like smoking on stage, and, oh, what and a he dick. made and he made like a huge like he made like a huge like theatrical thing. I was like, this is bullshit. I hate uh, all of this. I want like I rather watch like whenever I see like Kings of Leon now, I just think of like how much I wish it was the Killers. Oh my god, I love the Killers. <laughs> exactly, the Killers are great. Brandon Flowers is so great. Cute. He's so cute. Brandon Flowers is wonderful. The world sh- eyeliner. Oh. The world should needs more Brandon Flowers in it. I love Brandon Flowers. Yeah, and like whenever I watch Kings of Leon, I just wish like how much more I wish it was the oh Killers. So that's kind of how I feel about the Kings of Leon love and the so, Killers. Yeah. So this entire episode, I think, like they've done this before in later seasons, where they have like an entire episode dedicated to, like one artist. Uh huh. Um, and so this, I think, was the first time I did that, and it was all Kings of Leon. Yeah. So that's kind of the music for that. Um. Low tech, low tech, low tech. Anonymousurl.com. It still works. You go to it. It'll give you an error on a WB page. Please go to it. Everyone send emails to Lovelace2 at anonymousurl.com. You'll probably get a mailer demon. <laughs> um, also, Erin sending her maps on her flip phone. How? I don't know how that worked. How? I don't know. How could you possibly, like, there's no GPS on those things. How can you be sending maps and looking at them on your phone and then being able to go somewhere? It doesn't make any sense to me. Stop it. Lies. Okay. Um, anything else? Stray observations. I have stray observations. So Me Hazel. Too. Okay, I was going to talk about the Hazel too. Hazel <laughs> is, so when Blair is having her planning meeting for her. Hazel is all of us. <laughs> Hazel is exactly who I am. So Blair's talking about Cyrus, who's her mom's new boyfriend. And Hazel's line is, even moms have boyfriend. I can't get one. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, Hazel, you're speaking my truth. Yes, exactly. And like later in the episode, she's like, oh, there's like, oh, that guy is cute. She's like, the waiters, she's like, uh, pickers can't be choosers. <laughs> the beggars can't oh, be choosers. It was Hazel. so funny. Hazel is my Patronus. Yes, totally. I was, uh, yeah, as soon as I watched this episode, I was like, oh my God, that's totally Zuby. Amazing. That's totally Zuby. That's so Oh my God, amazing. Yeah, that was my straight observation too, actually. Yeah, I'm seeing if I have any other straight observations. That's it for me. I think I have one more. I'm a bit bummed, though, that we didn't get to see, like, Cindy Lauper saying. I know. That was kind of weird. Like, yeah. she just showed, showed up for one second. Like, usually when you have a famous person on a sh- like, a famous singer on the show, they, they sing. sing. Unless um, a song. Maybe maybe they did have a song that had to cut it for time. But they didn't even have her song in, like, the back. No, I know. Like, it was, it was Sex on Fire. Ugh, I know. Fuck that guy. Maybe that's why, because like, they gave the whole episode of, like, in Kings and Leon. Girls just wanna have sex on fire. 
Um, but, um, <laughs> I love that song. Um, shout out to Harry Winston. He yeah. is, his choker is something that Blair did not get for her birthday. What did Blair get for her birthday? We don't know. A conscience. I kind of thought it was interesting that like last year her birthday was like such a huge prominent part of an episode and this is her 18th birthday, which is like a far more interesting birthday than 17 and it's like barely there. Yeah, but she wasn't boning um, Chuck then, so chalk. I guess it doesn't matter. Chalk. Can we call him Chalk from now Chalk. Absolutely chalk. we can. <laughs> to match the color of his alabaster skin. Okay. <laughs> and his personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's a puppet theater? I don't really know. Puppet theater? Yeah. Is it like the thing? Well, I mean, like, what's oh. a theater? Is it like, you know, a two foot by two foot box that you look in? Possibly. Or is it like Avenue Q? Pops- possibly it's a little two foot by two thing. Yeah. A little box thing. It sounds kind of cute. I would go to it. Yeah. That is Puppet cute. theater. Very whimsical. Yeah. Yep. That's all I have for story observations. Cool. So let's write this episode. Let's write this bitch. Okay. I give it a six i'm gonna give it a seven it's it's there's moments in this episode like honestly like seven I don't like this episode I seven is given because five. i because i love cyrus so yeah. much cyrus is the only redeeming thing of this episode like there is a lot i don't like it i fucking hate the jenny storyline i don't know why because it, it gives me a lot of anxiety yeah um to see all her dresses burning and like just her not doing anything about it and i didn't like that um, I didn't think it was a real thing that she wouldn't do anything about it. Um, there's just like a lot of stuff in here that's not quite believable or true to the characters. Yeah, I don't really care about the Dan Humphrey story at I know. all. Um, I don't like Aaron and Serena's situation at all. I know. I think the only redeeming factor is like the Blair of it all. Blair Cyrus story is the only thing. I give it a five and a half. Yeah, actually. I'll give it downgrading. Yeah, um, I'll give it a. I'll I'll stick with my seven just because I really like the Blair storyline, but. You know, like she, in, in, you know, typical Blair fashion, saves every situation she's in. True. And um, I'll give it to that. But um, Blair also, just wants to have fun. It was also just fun to watch, like the fashion wise. I really enjoyed it. Like, I mean, like other Blair outfits are really great. And I did enjoy some of it. But Blair's outfits are always amazing. They're so great. But yeah, again, it was just one of those situations where it's just like, uh, it was filler, but you kind of needed it to happen, and it was just moving the the plot along. Yeah, I felt like a lot happened, but it did feel like it was filler. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah like um, and also just like there was moments where you know there was setting up for future episodes. Um, lot set up with yeah. especially with the with with the Bart episode. Yeah, for sure, it was definitely setting up for some stuff that would happen so later on in the series. Oh. But it's just like I don't care enough to like i'm not invested enough in this into the storyline that you know i'm gonna you know want to spend more time with it so oh my god um, you know what no nate i was just thinking that i started this episode of we'll talk about aioli boy but he's not even in this episode no because he's in he's in the hamptons with his mom's mom's but we'll be talking about him a lot in the next episode we sure will so yeah it's like one of those like yeah like there's no nate there's no eric in this episode yeah. so um it, it was it was nate heavy last episode so i guess it's kind of nice to have a little break from him yeah he's he's substantially more interesting than he was in season one though oh for sure yeah we, we noticed <laughs> thank you writers yeah so that is the episode yeah um you can follow us on twitter at gossip girls pod or listen and listen to us at gossipgirls.simplecast.fm or gossipgirls.anonymousurl.com. Just kidding, that's not a real website. 
Yeah. And we are a post loudness production. Post loudness is a collective of independent audio shows hosted by people of color, women, and queer identified hosts. And you can learn more about post loudness at postloudness.com. Um, you can follow me at Share Musings. I'm at Kale Hummus. And we'll be back next week with episode 11. Oh, man. We're just blowing through the season, man. Man, Nate's going to be so fun to talk about. I'm so excited. Yes. And until next time, you know, know you, you love, love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. Post-loudness. Post-loudness.